Welcome everybody to the Nerd Pool Podcast, the podcast where we talk pop culture, pro wrestling, and everything else that's on my mind. So sit back, grab your snack, and listen in as I rant and rave about everything we know and love. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Nerd Pool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. Yes, it's me. It's J-M-I-E, your 4,968th favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down the road of nerdiness. And today's episode, I am talking a little bit about my venture into the um, Memphis Comic Expo 2022, a local artist-driven Comic-Con, which I attend every year. Um, This year was the first time since... 2020 that they've done it uh covid has kind of you know it, it kind of put a kibosh on it uh but this is one con i go to every year it is very uh artist driven it is very you know collector driven this isn't like the one that you're going to have a lot of just huge name celebrities you know you're not getting your robert Downey juniors and stuff here you usually get a some local maybe memphis wrestling talent ones that you've uh you know grown up on like jerry the king lawler goes to this every year uh, this year they had the car or a replica car from um, the Supernatural TV show. You had people like um, Ben Cullen there, Scott Snyder was there, and Greg Capullo was supposed to be there. Unfortunately, he was not able to make it. It's also, downtown Bruno, who you might know as Harvey Whippleman in the WWE from back in the 90s, he wasn't ele- he wasn't uh, there. He didn't get a chance to make it. But this is, uh, like I said, it's very artist-driven, uh, and it's it's a great place to go to just meet fans of comics and actual art. I go there every year. Um, if you've ever followed me on Instagram, you see the artwork that I pick up every year. I always pick up multiple pieces of art from artists from all over the country. Um, one of the people I always buy from is a local artist here, a friend of mine, John Martin. He's a very talented artist and a up and coming, uh, comic book artist as he has done a few titles for, Silverline uh, Comics, Wolf Hunter is one, uh, Friar Rush, and The Obsoletes are just a few. Um, again, his his style is 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 great. Uh, I have one of his original art pieces uh, on my wall. One of the ones that he actually this is the original print of it that he drew by hand, which is of Hellboy with Selma Blair in it. Um, I've got multiple places from him. I bought two pieces, two prints from him while I was there today, and his copies of the comic book, he's up-and-coming uh, artist for comic books, and I really think that he's going to take off, because he, he's very talented in that aspect, um, we've got local artists, we've got artists from all over the country that come out, uh, the prints that I buy, I like off-the-wall prints, I like weird prints, I like the stuff that I like, you know, um, uh, from John, one of the things I bought from John was a, a Panda Pool print, and I, I just, I, I love the Panda Pool print, I think, you know, stuff like that is great. One of my favorite is my Doe Knight, um, Homer Simpson, and Moon Knight crossover, or my, you know, uh, I Am Legendary, Barney Stinson crossover. All this can be seen on my Instagram. Um, but multiple prints I have bought. I spent way too much money, as I always do with this, uh, collecting figures. I got a figure from my childhood. Yeah, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was a huge thing when I was a kid. I love the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. A Lord Zed action figure. His chest lights up. He has a staff. I had that figure, and I love that figure. Uh, I used to have him fight with my Power Rangers. And at the con this year, I 
found it. I saw it on the table and I was like, wow, that looks like it. And it turned out to be the exact one I had, you know, not, not the one that I grew up with, but it's, it's that same figure. It's in box. It's still in the packaging and it was fairly cheap. I had to pick it up. Um, I picked up a Donatello and shredder action figure set from playmates that they've been that recently. You might've seen them at Walmart. You might've seen them at target. Um, I've never seen this one out in the wild. I've seen the Leonardo ones. I've seen the Raphael ones. Uh, but Donatello is my guy. Donatello has always been my, you know, my Ninja Turtle. And the fact that he's with Shredder, these look like the ones from the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle uh, cartoon growing up in the late 80s, early 90s that I love so much. So I had to cop it. And again, it was on sale. So, you know, what better way to do that? One of the things about fun about this is going and haggling over comics and trying to haggle prices down and trying to do things. One guy had a um, CGC, which you don't know CGC, it. It's the biggest uh, third-party comic grading company in the world, uh, located in Sarasota, Florida, I believe it is. They grade comics, and when they grade them, they grade them on a scale of 1 to 10. The higher they are, the more money they end up being worth. They're encased in plexiglass. They're made, you know, they've got the seal of approval, and it drives the price up. Um, one of the vendors there had a, a Ninja Turtle number one. It was a lower grade version of the comic. It was a five, I believe, and he wanted $800 for it. And I tried to haggle him down. I didn't have the 800 to spend. I wish I did because I really would love to have this comic book. It's one of my dream comics to have is the Ninja Turtle number one. Um, but I, I, I argued and I tried and I, I was trying to get him down. If I could have got him down, and this is too much, I really couldn't have spent this anyway, but if I could have got him down to this price, I would I would have pulled the trigger and bought it. If I could have got him down to $500, I would have bought it. Um, but, you know, that comic book is, it's really popular and it's its worth money. And even if that low grade, it was worth around what he was asking for. And I couldn't get him to come off of it any. The lowest I got him down to was $750 and I just, I couldn't pull the trigger on it. And it's one of the things where, you know, like it disappoints you because you, you really want it. But, you know, I walked away knowing that I had fun and I'm pretty sure he probably, you know, he I think he kind of enjoyed the little dance too. Um... The two of the big comics I did pick up, I picked up a very nice copy of the Saga of Swamp Thing number 25, um, written by Alan Moore. This is probably the definitive Swamp Thing series. Alan Moore did more for Swamp Thing than I think anybody could. His his style, his the darkness that he brought to it was fantastic, and I'm a huge Swamp Thing fan anyway. So being able to actually have this version of it and actually have one of it and start that is is a big thing because I love the Alan Moore runs and to have a original printing of it in a press and at a decent price I, I you know I really glad I picked it up the other one I picked up is one that the value of it can I guess vary um I, I don't really know it's not super valuable but I love the Toxic Avenger I love the movies the movies are so off the wall and batshit crazy um but it was that and the Toxic Crusaders I loved them as a kid well Marvel did a run of the Toxic Avengers and as I'm going through, uh, you know, a guy's collections and figuring out if I want to get anything, um, on his wall, the book, uh, the wall book in the back of his booth, uh, I see the Toxic Avenger number one. And again, the book isn't super valuable. Um, there is a movie, you know, they did multiple movies and they were never big. They're big indie hits and kind of cult classics because um, they were very full of gore. The trauma style is very full of gore and just in your face and sex and it, it didn't appeal to the masses. Uh, there is a supposed to be a remake coming out starring Peter Dinklage. Um, I, it's supposed it's pretty much from what everything I've seen and heard and read it's filmed. The CG's done. It's supposed to come out this year. 
I haven't seen anything about it this year, so I seriously doubt it's going to be this year. Maybe it's next year. I don't know what it is, but Peter Dinklage is, is um, you know, he he's on it. He's filmed it. He's done it. It's kind of a strange quote, uh, quote for it, and apparently the movie is going to be a little bit different from what the actual source material is. We'll see how it goes. Again, I'm a big Toxic Avenger fan, but those two are the big comics I picked up. Um, again, my money situation wasn't great. I still spent more than I should have, but you know, there's just stuff I was trying to haggle down on that I couldn't exactly haggle down on. Anyway, um, great time meeting uh, all the artists, meeting you know artists who did. I didn't get a chance to meet Zach or not Zach. I didn't get a chance to meet Scott Snyder. Unfortunately, his line was super long as it was, and by the time that I got there and the line was down, he had actually gone home, unfortunately. Um, you know, I will meet him because he's big on the con scene, and this is the second time I believe he's been here. I'm going to meet him eventually. Um, but I did get to meet uh, two people, the two people that I went for, mainly when I saw they were there this year and they were guests. It was just a, it was a big pop for me. Um, was Mark Bernardin, who, if you don't know, um, his biggest thing, which you probably might know him from, is he is the co-host with Kevin Smith on the Fat Man Beyond podcast. Um, he is also a writer for The Masters of the Universe, Revelations on Netflix. He's got a animated series coming to uh, Amazon Prime, The Legend of Vox Machinima. Um, he was a writer for Castle Rock and Alphas and Treadstone, Carnival Row. He's done comic books for DC, Image, and Marvel. You know, he's a he was a film editor for the LA Times. He he's a journalist. He's a podcaster. He's a TV writer, and he is a very nice, cool guy. You know, he was there. He was it seemed like he was enjoying himself, and it was a pleasure to meet him. A pleasure to get to you know shake his hand and tell him you know that I enjoy his work. I enjoy the series that he's done. I enjoy his podcast pretty much every week that he does with Kevin. Y'all know I'm a Kevin Smith nut, so. That's a big deal, and him being a part of that family, um, of the Smodko family, is is you know it was fun to meet him, and also I got to tell him about, um, and this is a spoiler for Clerks Three again. I've already done that, but I'm going to spoil it again. Um, I got to tell him about when I was watching Clerks Three. He's in Clerks Three. He has a small role as Lando. Now the reason that I had to bring this up to him is because Lando is a character from the Clerks uh, TV show, the Clerks cartoon t show that Kevin Smith and them did. He was the one that helped uh, Randall and Dante in their endeavors. You know, he was their, their black friend that helped them, and it was a kind of a, a woke joke that they did. So when they said Lando, I laughed in the theater. I don't know if anybody else got it. I called it, and I told him, I was like, it was great to see that come to fruition. It was great to see you in that role. And he told the, he told me about the woman that played his wife as a stand-up comic. He said that he was trying so hard not to laugh every time she was on screen. He said she was just going off the cuff for, you know, just forever in every take. And he was trying not to laugh. He goes, you know, she only gets screen time for like, you know, a few minutes. But he said she was so funny and was so great. And again, shaking his hand, he's, he's a nice guy. Hopefully he does more cons. If you get a chance to meet Mark Bernardin, I highly recommend meeting him. You know, going, shaking his hand. He's a cool guy. He'll give you the time of day, and he treats you like a, a you know, like like a, like a like a human being. He treats you like a nice person when he doesn't have to. You know, he he has a big enough name, and he said he's going to start hopefully doing more cons. I hope he comes back because I would love to try to get him on a, an episode of the Nerdpool podcast. But meeting Mark Bernard was a big coup for me. And the other person that I went for was another member of the Smodko family who you might know from AMC's Comic Book Man or if you're a Tell Em Steve Dave fan, 
he's a featured guest on there constantly, especially in the early days. He was basically the fourth member, um, one of the hosts of uh, Puck Nuts, one of the former hosts of Icell Comics, podcaster, um, TV show star, and com- convention, you know, fan and convention stay, mainstay and regular Mr. Ming Chen um, Ming was the nicest guy ever you know you everybody says that like if you listen and tell him Steve Dave especially people say all the time how nice Ming is how you know he's very accommodating and it's true Ming sat there and talked to me you know and was just bullshitting with me and BSing with me and he never rushed me, never made me feel rushed, never made me feel like he wanted to leave. He was genuinely interested in, you know, me and my podcast and, um, you know, what's going on and just meeting me, getting to hear know my story. And he is one of the nicest people I have literally ever met. And, you know, when I saw that he was coming, I was like, this is awesome. I've got to make me, i got to go meet him because I love Comic Book Man. It is honestly one of my favorite TV shows I still watch. It's on Amazon Prime. It's on uh, Pluto go and watch it, you know, it, it, pretty much if you listen to this, I'm pretty sure you did watch it, it came on after The Walking Dead, it was a big show, I really was wishing they could, they would have kept going, because I really think it still had some miles left on it, but he was a big part of that, and, you know, meeting him was the highlight of this con, meeting him and Mark Bernardin was the best parts of this con, you know, and it's the best con I've ever been to because of that, I got to meet him, they signed a uh, t-shirt for me that I will be auctioning it off um, sometime, probably the beginning of next year, for a um, charity event that I do every year, the Walk MS event. Um, it's a team shirt from this past year. I've got them to sign it. I'm going to try to get a few more signatures. I'm going to auction that off with all the proceeds going to charity. I want to thank them for that. Uh, but one of the coolest thing was is when I was wearing my podcast t-shirts, I was passing out my podcast stickers to people, just trying to you know do a little guerrilla marketing. Uh, when Ming saw that, my t-shirt, he's like, do you podcast? Yeah. It's like, and he said, you know, I'd love to jump on a podcast for you. I'd love to jump on if you're recording here. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, so I, I did. I had my phone, which is what I would going to use to record with. And Ming jumped on it. And I'm going to play that audio for you right now. It's about 13, 14 minutes of, of Ming being on my being a podcast, me interviewing Ming, me just bullshitting and chatting with Ming. And you see, like, he, he's the one that instigated it. He asked about it, you know, and he, he genuinely seemed like he cared and wants to help. Um, if you're ever in uh, New Jersey, uh, a shared podcast universe is where he podcasts from. You can go there, and he'll let you record. He'll help you those to help you set up everything. They have the equipment and everything to make your podcast the top that it could be. If you're in the area of New Jersey and Red Bank, then go check it out and you'll, you know, you won't be disappointed. He's coming to a con near you. I guarantee he'll be at some Comic-Con, come to some convention near you. If you have a chance, definitely meet him. He'll make you feel welcome and he'll make you feel like, like he's a regular guy, like you're just somebody you meet there. But right now, I'm going to uh, jump into the interview with Ming Chen, the one and only Ming Chen. Let me get to go with What's up, everybody? Here at the Memphis Comic Expo 2022 with uh, star of AMC's Comic Book Men, a perennial podcaster, and someone who likes to talk on a podcast more than Kevin Smith, which might be difficult. Uh, Mr. Ming Chen, how are you doing today? Uh, what's up, everybody? Uh, what's up, Nerdpool uh, Army, Nerdpool audience? I, I love this. So I saw you you had a podcast. I'm like, dude, please tell me you're recording content at this con, and and you are. So that's. To me, that's smart. We have uh, 35 like really top end creators. I think 100 artists, plus a lot of rabid fans. Like, why wouldn't you interview people here? But uh, I, I took the initiative. I'm like, dude, let me please 
please let me be on your podcast, please. So thank you very much. Yeah, I told uh, I, I told him at a podcast, and again, I told y'all he loves podcasts, and I love it. Like I've listened, I watched the show, love the show. I still watch the reruns. I bought the show on a on a Amazon Prime, and now it's on Pluto and Amazon Prime for free. And I'm still I've watched it. I couldn't tell you how many times. Uh, you're a regular on TSD. TSD. Everybody knows I love it. If you listen to this podcast, and I've always enjoyed you on there. You take a lot of the jokes and the brunt of people making of them making fun of you. You've always been kind of the I don't want to say the punching bag. Oh but, no! They, if you look at the bio, everywhere it says he's the punching bag. So it's an apt description. Yeah, it's still you take it with a heart, a good heart, and and you laugh with it. That's that's one thing that everybody loves about you. So the the one thing I think is you're on the con scene. I know you're on the con scene. You you go around. If you follow you on Instagram or Twitter anywhere, you see you perennially just at cons left and right. What, what draws you to the scene of doing cons? I, I love this. So I grew up in a, at a time where this was not cool. You do not you did not tell people you read comics. You did not pe- tell people you love Star Wars. And, you know, you, you just, you didn't tell anybody that you were a geek. Um, if you were a geek, you kept it very much to yourself. And you didn't publicize it because you would get 100%. made fun of. Yep. You would get questioned. People would give you weird looks. And I, listen, I, and I hated it. I, I knew that what I loved was super cool and that one day people would wake up and see what we saw. So I mean, Star Wars was not the religion that it is now. Star Wars was barely talked about yeah. in the late 80s and the early 90s because they weren't making them anymore. And George Lucas more or less said he was done. So, you know, no one, no one cared about it except for me and my friends would watch it at least once a month or you know at least a few times a year uh comic books were for kids so nobody nobody cared about this stuff so anytime i tried to bring up you know adamantium or you know healing factors or you know infinity gauntlets all this stuff i would get i get blank stares or i would get people it would just it, they, they would ignore me or you know you were not seen as cool so i kept it very much to myself but as a nerd when you find something cool like the X-Men or, you know, or like the Killing Joke or, you know, Batman Year One, you want to talk about it. You want to meet other people who have read that and just discuss it with them. And, you know, that's why podcasts have taken off because this is what we do. We talk endlessly about these things on podcasts. But we didn't have that back then. So I felt very isolated, very alone. And I felt, yeah, I just felt very, you know, kind of cast out in this world. But fast forward to now where you can go to a con and you can talk about kyber crystals and uh, you know Obi-Wan Kenobi or whatever. You don't get blank stares. And not only that, there are like 10,000 people in that building that you go to, a Comic-Con, who know exactly what you're talking about and love it as much as you do. And so I really feel like I found not only myself at, at cons, but you know I, I rediscover every weekend why I love what I love, so why I love it so much. Because uh, you know it's it's awesome. You know the the creators are so amazing to come up with with the, this great stuff that we love, and now everybody loves it, which is which is cool. So that's that's why I love it. Um, I've been going to cons ever since I was a kid. They were not at the scale that we're at now. They were in church basements. They were in VFW halls, and the one I went to what, took place once a month at the mall. Like you would go literally go to the mall in front of the food court. And there would be maybe three or four guys selling comic books. And they were kind of weird. 
and but you know that's the only place we had to go look for that book you didn't have and, but now you can go to a con and there's like you know like 80 vendors here and there's a guy with you know lo- like 70,000 comics and long boxes yeah it's great so the fact that I now get invited to fly ac- around the country going to these cons meeting these people meeting guys like you meeting fellow nerds meeting fellow podcasters that makes me so happy you know like why why wouldn't i do this but i love it so i like i literally almost go out every weekend now and uh to me like this is heaven this is how i this is how i love living so uh, i agree i remember when i was younger i'm 34 now i remember when i was younger star wars i had watched it but again the new ones came out when I was fairly young, the one story, and I'll tell this because I don't think I've ever told it, is I was working, uh, the, my job I was working at is a uh, fast food place in front of a movie theater. And I remember when the first Star Wars came out, or the first prequel came out, I'm working the register and guys come in from the movie, one guy is in full Darth Vader costume, full <laughs> Darth Vader costume, nice. voice changer and everything. And I don't know how hard you might think it is to take somebody's order and not laugh when Vader is ordering a roast beef sandwich from you. <laughs> but it was extremely difficult when I have Vader and stormtroopers in front of me ordering food. And I have to be like, I need you to take your helmet off just for the camera, just in case. It was one of my favorite things. And I just remember being, when uh, going to comic book stores and stuff was almost like going to almost like going to a, like a porn theater. Like you kind of had to, didn't tell people you were going there. Yeah. It was kind of a hush. Yeah, kind of park around the corner yeah, yeah. and kind of, you know, tiptoe in. Yeah, I remember that too. People, and then, yeah. People were making fun. And then yep. coming to these cons, you see people out here dressed up. You see people loving what you do. You see people who are into the exact same things you are. Yeah. You're, you're arguing with people about who would win in a fight between yep. this person and that yeah. person. You're arguing and taking comics and you're trying to, Get somebody down off a price, and they're trying to up prices. Yep. I love this. I, I've always it's, loved it's, everything. It's about a whole it. thing, man. It's a whole thing. And and uh, if you haven't been to a con, definitely go to one. It'll it'll change your life. And then you know if you've if you've been to one, then you know go to ones that you haven't been to. They're all different. They're all different. You make new friends, bring old friends. Uh, you know maybe if you've been, maybe bring someone who's never been before. It's a whole experience, man. And then you know uh, a lot of people they go to they go back year after year. A lot of people save all their money for the year for just for that one con that happens every year. It's it's great. I mean, above all else, just fun though. And that's uh, oh yeah. I don't you know life is so short. I don't do anything unless it's fun. So yeah, we have a three here that I know of. We got the Comic Expo, which is more artist driven. You got a lot of local artists and artists from all over the country to come in, bring prints, uh, independent comic books, and I love it. I love supporting them. Uh, then you have the Memphis Comic Con, which is the, the bigger one. They usually have more bigger celebrities i don't you know i don't i don't want to say that nobody's a celebrity but you know what i mean like the, the one that are going to draw us it's kind of like our san diego even oh, though yeah. it's nowhere yeah. near that scale right and then we have blues uh, blues con which is the anime festival yeah i saw that yeah which is really popular here like it's yeah. surprising how many real anime fans we got in the city but the cons around here are just it, it's great. it has definitely surprised me that the, the love for anime is uh yeah i watched it back in the day when it wasn't as popular as it is now and i was like all right this is cool but this is niche man like I don't know if Western society or, and America really would embrace this. You know, this is next level. Great animation, great storytelling, and deeper. And, uh, you know, you have to kind of dedicate more time to it. But it took off, man, especially with the kids in middle school, high school, uh, some elementary school. I love it. I'm glad that, you know, they've, they've, they've taken to it as much as they have for sure. Oh, yeah. it's Like I said, it's fun to see a kid grow up liking this stuff and not being afraid to tell people. Like we were talking about growing up, I didn't tell nobody, and when you did, they made fun of you. And luckily for me, 
If anybody who's seen me on Instagram or anything knows, I'm a bigger guy. I didn't have to worry about being bullied that much. I could kind of defend myself. Yeah, and be yeah, yeah. I was, I'm a <laughs> smaller guy, though, so I got a lot of grief, man. That, that's what I was fixing to say. You had people who were legitimately yeah. – I had friends who were scared to tell people they were in the comics yeah. and stuff because people would – physically bully you for it and oh, now yeah. They, yeah it was ridiculous you now, know seeing now but nowadays those same people are the ones going to every marvel yep. movie they're wearing t-shirts they're they're talking about comic books it's it, it's crazy to see how far it's come and how mainstream it's become in in the world we are today simply because of a few movies where it's almost like watching listening to people talk now while I'm glad that they're enjoying it, it's also one of the things. It's like I was part of this club before you, and now you're talking like you know everybody. Yeah, and I think <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the funny part. So, so the same people who ignored me or bullied me, they're now, you know, hitting me up now. I was like, hey man, it's Doctor Strange. Like, what's his origin story, or, or you know, or what you know, is this comic book accurate? I'm like, oh, sit down. Let me you know, let me tell you about all this. I thought that was funny. Uh, I think the one moment where it made me really laugh was. Uh, when Game of Thrones, like season seven, eight, like so, everyone every Sunday, everyone's talking yes. about dragons, uh, Dothraki, Mother of Dragons, uh, you know, uh, the 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 Iron Throne, all this stuff, and I was like, this is kind of this is ironic because when uh, twenty years ago, when I was talking to you about these same things, and it was called Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. you made fun of me for having funny looking dice and having character sheets. It's like, oh, D needs for nerds and all that. Like you, you look down on me. And now you're talking about the same exact thing, but now it's cool. Like, come on. But yeah, but I was I was glad to see them that rabbit. But I just shook my head. It's like, this is D and D. Like, there's this, that's all there is. This D and D, but now it's mainstream. But it's like, okay, this is cool. God bless George R. R. Martin and HBO for making it mainstream. But I just had to take a moment and laugh about it. Though The Walking Dead was the same way. I remember yep. reading The Walking Dead when it was out, you know, and even then it wasn't a popular thing, but people I knew that were into comics knew it, yeah. and you would try to talk to somebody about it, and everybody was like, I, I, don't, I don't care about zombies, I don't yeah. want to hear about it. And then when the show hit, yep. all of a sudden, everybody is talking about Carl, yeah. they're talking yep. about Shay. I'm like, yeah. y'all, where were y'all yeah. know, years ago when I was talking about yeah, this, and y'all were making fun of me about it. It's all Romero, like, man. It's all George, I, I, George I, I, Romero. I love, I love, Come on, yeah. I love, I love all of it. Yep. I, yeah. I love it so much. Yeah. So, let's, you know, hey, we were ahead of our time, mm-hmm. and we were cool 20, 25 years ago. We're That's, kings now. We're the ones that they call when we, they need advice we on are, We are kings indeed. I, I have people that will call me when they're looking at a comic, be like, "What's is this a good price for it? Be like, well, it, look for this, look yeah, for that. Yeah, tell me the condition. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah how much? I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not a... Uh, how much? Okay, you can definitely talk him yeah. down from that. Yep. I'm not exactly a aficionado. I don't claim to know everything, but I do know a little bit. Yep. I know from my collection yep. what stuff's worth. Yep. I've seen today some comics that I bought years ago that yeah, are, you we know, remember what we got it for and we, remember, uh, we know what it's worth now. Speaking of one, uh, the first appearance of Deadpool, New Mutants 98, yep. uh, it's $450. It's the cheapest I've seen it here. Yeah. I bought it a few years ago for 150 bucks, yep. yep. and now it's shot up. So you're seeing this stuff, and again, with the mainstream, it's making stuff like it's more. So I'm, I'm collecting, I'm keeping it, trying to go, and these cons are the perfect places to do it. You yep. get to meet people, you get to have a good time, and you get to talk, you get to enjoy the things that we all love with everybody. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely. So uh, yeah, so I hope I get to go for years to come. We'll see. So far, so good. So uh, far, so good. Well, man, it was good talking to you. Um, you want to? Where can anybody find you on social media or anything? Uh, I'm on uh, Instagram, Facebook, everything. Uh, Ming Chen 37, M I N G C H E N 37. Uh, the podcast studio I have is called A Shared Universe. Uh, a Shared Universe.com. 
and uh, I'll probably be coming to a con near you, so stay tuned. You better come say hello. Oh, I, I guarantee you will. Like I said, if you follow him on Instagram, you don't have to travel the, the country. You can just follow his Instagram, and you'll see parts of the country, food, people, everything. It's great. So, Ming, before I go, i got to ask one thing. As a, as a Tell Him Steve Dave fan, <laughs> as a comic book man okay. fan, can I get a Chewbacca Roar? Oh, God. <laughs> Chewbacca Roar is known as the worst in the world. Let's say, uh, <laughs> That's so bad. Thank you, me. Thank so you. I, I love that. Thank you, man. Thank you very you got much. It. Thank Good you. luck with this show, my friend. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for that, Ming, man. That got was great. It. Great times with Ming. Thank you again to Ming. Thank you to Mark Bernardin for that. But Ming, thank you so much for jumping on. Thank you for lending your voice and your podcast expertise and your your fun, your your fun, your energetic uh, style to the podcast. It was a pleasure meeting you. I hope to meet you guys again, and I hope to see you at the con, future cons when it comes to Memphis. Um, I'm going to, you know, be at the f- other cons that are coming up. I'm going to try to go to some other ones that are around the area. You know, I really do like enjoying going to cons. I enjoy having, you know, meeting people, meeting fellow nerds and fellow people who cosplay and all that. It's just a great time. So thank you all. Thank you all for listening. Um, I'm on Twitter at Nerdpool Pod. I'm on Instagram at Nerdpool Podcast. I'm on Twitch at Nerdpool Gaming. I'm on TikTok at Nerdpool Podcast. Go follow me for the Sunday Pun Days. And um, thank you again to Ming. Thank you again to Mark Bernard. Thank you again to everybody I met at the con, everybody I talked to, everybody I shared a story with, everybody I shared an experience with. It's fun, uh, great times. You all are great. Um, follow Ming on all of his social, Mark Bernardin's on all of his you know, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, he's at Mark Bernardin. Um, again, if you see either one of these guys out, go there, tell them that Nerdpool sent you, shake their hand, be their friend. So until next time, that's Nerdpool for this week. See ya.